Welcome to Life, Lessons, and Laughter with your host, Glenn Ambrose. Hello, hello. Welcome to the show. It's 444. Oh, 445 now. I was wondering if we're going to start in 444. <laughs> and we did. <laughs> Here's Aubrey. Hello, hello. Hey. Yeah, I had to get my phone on that screen real quick before it changed to 445. I saw it. I saw it. Yeah. It was there. It was there. We it had it. I don't know what that means in angel numbers, but... Something good. Uh, yeah. It's, we are divinely protected and everything that we ever wanted will come true within 15 minutes, I believe. <laughs> I think that's... You're on the right path. Keep going. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Don't give up now. No. <laughs> You're halfway through. <laughs> ah, so here we are. So here we are. This yeah. is one of those, this is total off the cuff. Let's just roll with it and see what happens moment. I love that for us. Yes. So we are talking about not taking things personally. Yes. So, yeah. It's a big one. Yeah. You know, and I mean, we can't, I don't, <laughs> I don't think it would be, even fair to not mention the four agreements. I mean, it's, you know, this is where, don't take things personally. I mean, anybody that talks about it in the entire globe, um, they got it from Don Miguel Ruiz's book, The Four Agreements, you know? Yeah. So, <clears throat> so that's really the Bible of this as well as the other three agreements. But, <laughs> but um, you know, we'll, we'll put our own spin on it. Yeah. yeah, of course. Um, absolutely, one spin, of course. <laughs> right. Yeah, we we got to uh, we're gonna go into the G spot with it. It's <laughs> 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 <That's> hilarious. <laughs> we're gonna G spot the the don't take things personal. Oh my god! Yes, <laughs> right there, target. <laughs> yes, right there. <laughs> Yeah. So, all right. So don't take things personally before we stop blushing. What the, uh, um, <laughs> what, uh, why shouldn't we take yeah. things personally? I mean, yeah. it's all about me, you know, <laughs> it's all about me. So why shouldn't I take things personally? <laughs> uh, you know, like, I think really that like for for me, and I imagine, like I said, we'll probably reiterate a fair amount of things from um, Don, Don Miguel Ruiz's book. But um, like for me, when I really got the the understanding of don't take things personally, and it might even have been the first time I read his book, um, I just kind of had this vision of of things our experiences packing on top of one another like yeah. throughout our life and i use it to explain other things too but you know like we we don't 
so yeah, th- when I got this flash, it was like, I was like, okay, I saw myself like as, as a, as a child with a, with a particular personality and particular experiences and them meshing together and forming um, basically data within me, you know? So, so if I got into an argument with a kid at school and it, it affected me in a way that it might not affect somebody else, then the data that I stored is different than somebody else. So, you know, and that's basically our database inside of us, just our entire lives is our experiences meshed with our personalities creates data about our past experiences. And it goes into our data bank. And and a lot of times, especially when we're living unconsciously, we're functioning from that. We're We're just like a computer. You know, when you press F on the computer and an F pops up, it's like, so with us, it's like if a certain stimuli comes in, then our, then our data computer spits spits out a reaction. And where, when we're unconscious, we're constantly living our lives like that. So, you know, we live a fair amount of our lives like that. And then, you know, then the other aspect is becoming conscious. Okay. Well, you become conscious and then you choose your choices. Yeah, you have more choice, but do you think your past experiences don't affect that at all? Like, of course they do. You know, so when I when I was getting all this flash of like, oh, my God, you know, like we're such individuals and stuff. Then I started understanding, like, really, we don't know why we do most of what we do. Right. I mean, how, how could we? How could we possibly know that the reason that you got angry at the cashier at the grocery store was partially based on, you know, somebody at the sixth grade school store that overpriced your pencil? <laughs> you know, like, I mean, how could you possibly remember that? Because, and that's only one piece of data. It's meshed with, you know, 2000 others. You know, so then I was like, okay, so I kind of understand that we don't really know why we react to a lot of things the way we react to them. It's right. all an unconscious level based on data that we're unaware of. So once I understood that about myself, I just flashed out to everybody else and went, oh my God, <laughs> how could I judge them? They don't even know why they're doing what they're doing. How I sure as hell don't know. I don't know what I'm, I don't know why I'm doing what I'm doing. Yeah. Let alone know why they're doing what they're doing. And if I don't know why they're doing it, then I don't have the information to judge. Right. You know, and then like what our brain does when we're taking things personally, it makes it about us. So it's like, It, like if you look at the reasoning, a lot of times it doesn't make sense because a lot of times it has to do with internal things that only you know. Yeah. So then all of a sudden it's like, well, they said this because, you know, they knew it would hurt me. Like how? How could they do that? Climate how how could they possibly know what your triggers are? You've right. never even met them before. Like, yeah. you know. Yeah. But they're like, would they see your picture and like, you know, like be and like, okay, just like came up. Yeah. 
plan to, you yeah. know. Interviewed like all these, you know, all family members and past friends and school teachers and <laughs> created a profile, calculated right. what your triggers may or may not be. And then even then it'd be a guess. Like, you know, like yeah. even if they did all that, like, I mean, yeah. you it's know. still a crapshoot. Right. So, I mean, so it's like, you know, once I understood, like, you know, I don't know why I react in the ways that I react. So how could somebody else? So how can I judge them for it? And it just kind of shattered a lot of different things that that I was taking personally. You know, yeah. and it again, it, a lot of times it doesn't make sense. It's it's we just rationalize stuff so we can stay in the victim mentality. Yeah, because then it's not our fault. And that feels nice. Don't have to assume any responsibility. Right. Yeah. I want all the credit. Right. The yeah. And yeah. it's and it's so easy to do <clears throat> when we rationalize stuff, you know, when we just <clears throat> just push pieces of information aside. No. Yes. No. And it's like we yeah, just yeah. have to we have to act. I think it helps to look for responsibility. You know, to try to try to take on responsibility. Right. I think that that's a key because because we think we don't want it, and unconsciously we really think we don't want it. But really, if we got what we wanted, then that would mean that we are literally victims of everything and everyone. Right, and which is very disempowering. It's a disempowering spot to be in. Right. So, so it's, you know, it's, it's <clears throat> this. So here's another way to come at it. Like, um, Brene Brown, we're going to use all my favorite teachers. So Brene Brown said vulnerability is, is not, I believe she said this, uh, Someone is said not, it. somebody <laughs> said it and it should have been her if it wasn't because she's amazing and she does great work on vulnerability. <clears throat> so I think she said, Oh, vulnerability is not opening up with the risk of being hurt. It's opening up fully and finding out you can't be hurt. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. yeah. Talk about empowerment because that's what we feel we're risking. You know, like if we open up, we're like, Oh my God, like what, like what if, what if I show myself and then people yeah. use it to hurt me? me yeah. You know, but if you open up fully, then you find out that you can't be hurt because you're open. If you're fully open, you're not taking things personally. Right. It, you're it's just. Yeah. So so when you when you open up and you're com to be completely vulnerable, you have to be completely open. So when you're completely open, it's like, you know, we're all one every and and i'm just me and everything's okay mm -hmm. so then somebody go you know if somebody tries to take a part of you and and use it against you you're just like no it's okay that's part of me exactly yeah like i know what i am yeah 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 it's it's so which, which kind of spins off of doing your shadow work you know a lot of people think shadow work is getting rid of negative aspects of yourself where it's it's, yeah, it's actually what what is shadow work exactly <clears throat> well my you know there's definitely different perceptions out there for sure but the one that i like 
is is really it's as we were conditioned in society as we grew up there were parts of us that society deemed inappropriate so therefore we deemed inappropriate so we stuffed them and buried them and tried to hide them and if they come out we feel embarrassed by them we try not to you know so so it's it's all that stuff that it it's it's part of ourselves that we don't accept about ourselves. Okay. I gotcha. So it's parts of ourselves that we don't like. We don't care. Right. So therefore we, we, we don't accept that they're even part of us. We just kind of keep them in the shadows and we're just like, you know, does, does, <laughs> does Glenn spiritual Glenn still have a temper? No, <laughs> no. Spiritual Glenn never gets upset. <laughs> so, <laughs> like spiritual Glenn. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's who I'm supposed to be now. Yeah. Supposed you know. to be. Yeah. Right. I'm supposed right. to be spiritual Glenn. So I'm not yeah. supposed to have a temper. Right. You know, like if I if I lose my temper over something, then how could I be spiritual Glenn? Ugh. Not living up to the title. Right. <clears throat> right. Yeah. So so it's like, so when you take that and you go, no, I still have a temper. Like sometimes I lose it. Yeah. And it doesn't take away from spiritual Glenn. Right. It's just, and sometimes I'm really spiritual. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I'm really locked in love. And sometimes I can be attacked and it doesn't even bother me. Right. And then sometimes I get attacked and I'm not in the right space to handle it. And I get pissed off and I lash back out. Right. Yeah. You know, and if you can accept both those sides and it doesn't mean see the ego, which, which is kind of like the voice of the collective, <laughs> the unconscious collective yeah, um, and the one inside of us will say like, oh, well, so, so you're just accepting that part of yourself. So it's okay to lash out at people. Mm. No, that's not Very what I'm general. saying. Yeah. It's a generalization. Right. It's just, no, I'm just accepting the fact that I'm a human being and I might not handle every situation the, in the ultimate spiritual manner. Yeah. I might get triggered. I have a past, you know, like I had to, you know, my, my, my son, you know, living with my son was, such an experience in so many different ways so it's it's like especially when he was younger up until he was 12 he lived with his mom so when now he visited me four or five days a week so like i planned he was my priority so i planned my life around his visits i planned my work schedule around it i planned my errands around it i planned my social life around it when I was supposed to be with him, I was going to be with him. So, and I wanted to be focused on him as much as possible. So rarely did we even go grocery shopping or, you know, if we needed something, of course we'd stop at the store. But I mean, I tried not to do that type of stuff when I was with him. I did it on my, on, at the other times. Yeah. So we had one hell of a amazing relationship for many years like that. Then he moved in with me. Wow. Yeah. Now all of a sudden, and his mom stepped out of the picture. 
So now all of a sudden it was me 24 seven responsible for everything all the time, always. And our relationship, you know, and I'm sitting there thinking like, Oh, of course it's going to be different. Of course it is. I'm a realist. I know it's going to be different, but we have a really good solid found sound relationship. So, you know, we'll get, you know, we'll make some adjustments and, and it was a lot harder than I thought. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, because yeah. not, now all of a sudden he's around me all the time. Now, now all of a sudden he sees me in tense situations. Now, yeah. you know, my focus isn't 100% on him and having fun during our visits. Now all of a sudden it's life. And, you know, and, and yeah. he sees he sees me. And, and it, would, it confused him, you know, some of the times. Like... Like, you know, loving, spiritual dad, like, what is this? Right. You know? Yeah. And so, I mean, you know, I had to explain to him a few times, like, dude, like, I, you know, I had 20 years of alcoholism, not to mention the childhood that I had that pushed me in that direction. Right. Or that I was the pain that I experienced where, that I was trying to anesthetize to choose alcohol in the first place. Like, <clears throat> you know, so like I was 35 when I got sober. Mm. So it's like, you know, there was a whole lifetime before I got sober. Right. So, you know, right. like you think there's no residual effects <laughs> living dysfunctionally for 35 years? Yeah. Constantly drinking, partying, taking drugs, fighting like this, this, this stuff left over, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And I feel like that it is uh, that's pretty common, like just hearing you talk about it um, when you live and you practice spirituality and, you know, people expect you to just be um, sunshine and rainbows, you know, all the time. And if you're not, then. I mean, listen, we're all human, you know? Yeah, like, and then, then they can judge us and go, oh, well, they're not thought, as spiritual right? as they thought they were. Exactly, yeah. You know? yeah. You're not actually as spiritual as you think you you know, but we are all human, right? So, right. like, it happens. And we have shadow sides. You know, this is something that I tell people, like, when they, when they really start diving into the spiritual communities and, and surrounding themselves with like-minded people and stuff, I often tell them, like, listen you're going to find people with flaws. Like just because, you know, you, you, you found some group of people that are all namaste and holding hands and talking love, like they, that doesn't mean they've worked through everything. They're still going to have their triggers. So don't let it surprise you when they do. Right. You know, when you see them, when they come flying out, it doesn't mean, you know, and I mean, let's be honest. It's, it's like, like often people have spiritual awakenings through suffering. Well, what causes suffering? Right? Like, so a lot of people that are spiritual have had difficult lives. Yeah. Yeah. There's a reason why they got to where they did spiritually. And and you hit a point, I think, um, at least a lot of people that I, you know, encounter in my experience, it's, it's, there's a breaking point that gets you there. You know, it's a lot like um, sobriety, you know, hitting that that bottom, hitting that just like sick and tired of being sick and tired because you're suffering and what you're dealing with. And I'm, I'm willing to try anything, 
You know, right. I think that's how a lot of people uh, end up finding themselves in spirituality. So like, you know what? Nothing else works. Nothing. Yeah. 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 Doing what society <laughs> said didn't work. Yeah. Rebelling against society didn't work. Now what? You know, right. so yeah. So you open up to spirituality. So yeah. it's, you know, we've got, that's the reality in which we're living out. We've got all this, you know, we've all got our stuff. So if we can authentically stand in it, you know, and, and of course, like, I mean, of course I don't want to act inappropriately if I get triggered. Mm-hmm. Of course I try to learn when I, when I do behave inappropriately, you know, if there's an amends to be made, I'll make the amends. Or if there, you know, uh, if there's an adjustment in my behavior, you know, I try to look for that and make the adjustment that I can, you know, I, I, cons- I, I always want to be a better version of myself. So of course I'm going to continue trying to be better. But the fact that, you know, the, the more self-acceptance and the less self-judgment we have, the more grounded in our truth and authenticity we are. And that's when we can be open. And then, you know, think about, think about what, what bullies do, because, you know, we're talking about taking things personally, right? So of, of course we don't want to take things personally when people don't know what they're doing, but, it's probably a little harder to not take things personally when somebody's specifically coming after us, which is bully energy. Right. So what, what type of response drives a bully to stop picking on somebody? It's when they can't get a rise out of them, when they can't get a reaction, you know, if a bully is like, you're an idiot. Yeah. And you're like, <laughs> sorry, you feel that way, but it doesn't hurt me. You know, like if yeah. I don't let it hurt me, then the bully gets really bored because it's, it's like, I insulted him, you know, 400 times and I got nothing. That's. Yeah. Where do you go from here? Yeah, cool. it's just boring. I mean, it, it, like it's 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 boring to 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 pick on somebody and and not get a response. Like that's the whole point. You know, <laughs> only the whole point of picking on somebody is to get a response. If you don't get a response, it's it's a waste of time. You know, I mean, now granted, it's a little bit tougher when you're younger because you know sometimes they'll just go to physical violence. Then you know, so to get any reaction. Um, but as a general rule, you know, we're, we're, we're talking with, with dynamics and even, even then, like one of the, one of the ways, you know, I, I'm not a big guy. I got in a lot of fights, but I wasn't a good fighter. Like, so really like, why did people stop picking on me? The reason they stopped picking on me one, like one was because I would go with anybody and 90% of the people don't actually want to go. So that actually got rid of most of them. But then th- there's there's like 10% that actually want to go, can kick your butt and want to overpower you. And what they, like basically it's a bully energy, a control energy. They want to they want to control you. So what the thing with me that people found out after a while was that they could never control me. Huh. And I heard people saying it like what like because I'd 
I'd be ready to throw with somebody twice my size and somebody would be like, Hey, don't, you're going to fight Glenn. Don't bother. And I'd be like, why? And they're like, well, because even if you kick his ass, nothing's going to happen. Like, like he's never going to kiss your ass. He's never going to do like, you can't win with him. Like you'll have to literally go beat his ass every day for the next six weeks. And he still isn't going to bow down to you. Like it's just not going to happen. It's just a waste of your time. And I literally heard people say this to other people and had that person walk away. They, they'd be like, Oh really? He's one of those. Oh, never mind." And they just walk yeah. off. Like, yeah. this, this is no fun. I'm going to have to put in all this work for the reaction I want. I may not even get it. Right. So why am so, I doing this? Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, that was probably laying, laying down bleeding a few times going, yeah, who's the badass now? And I'd be like, me. (laughs) (laughs) You didn't win nothing. This is very very Fight Club-esque, but yeah. I was just, yeah. Yeah. I was just so stubborn. Like I wouldn't give, I wouldn't give them the pleasure yeah. Of me going like, oh, you kicked my ass. Wow, you're tough. I'm weak. Like I'd never, they would never get that from like me. Like you can you, know? you can break me physically, but you'll never break me emotionally. Right. Never. Never. Yeah. And never. it's like, so, so they're like, okay, well, mm-hmm. why mark up my knuckles on his face if I'm not going to get what I want? Right. And have my ears stroked and yeah. Yeah. And it would just, so, so that's the, that, you know, that's the bully energy. So like, if you just stand, and I mean, honestly, I used it as a technique when I was younger. Like once I figured out the dynamic, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in the locker room and stuff, once I figured out the dynamic, I was like, oh my God, like nobody could ever pick on me because I, like I'd own it. You know, yeah. I could have the stupidest shirt on or something, or, you know, somebody put a kick me sign on the back of my shirt that I didn't know about or something. And I would own it. I'd be like, yeah, I put that there. <laughs> yeah. Great. I freaking dare you. Yeah. I dare you. I put it on because I dare you. I was hoping I was going to see you and I dare you go ahead. Oh kick me. Like, and was that true? No, it wasn't true. But I understood the dynamic back then. Right. And when I was a kid, I had no problem lying about it. I just didn't want to get picked on. So I would just, oh, whatever was happening, I, I acted like it was supposed to be happening. Yeah. I had a bowler hanging out my nose. I was like, yeah, I put it there. <laughs> I thought it'd be funny. I did this on purpose. Oh, wow. And pe- nobody could ever pick on me for anything. Yeah, because it deflates the whole, it yeah, just yeah. It. it pulls the air right out of whatever they're trying because you're not going to be embarrassed or, you right. know. They're, they're not going to you know, get, I'm not, not going to. Because I know what I am and I did that. Yeah. So what? Okay. There's nowhere to go. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, that's kind of a fun little trick, you know, when you're growing up and stuff. I mean, if, you know when you get older, you want the adult version of that or now, you know, we're, we're trying to live spiritually. So what's the spiritual version of that? You know, we don't have to run around lying. We don't have to run around pretending that we're something we're not. Instead, we just be fully authentic, fully authentic. And then it's like, then somebody's like, Oh, you lost your temper. <laughs> yeah, I did. 
It happens. Mm. Well, it shouldn't happen to you. <laughs> eh, it does. Why shouldn't it happen to me? Like, what am I, some sort of God? <laughs> like, did yeah. I lose my human status and I didn't know? Have I died? Like, you know, humanity. Yeah. 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 You know, so that's the fully, that's the fully open. That's the fully authentic. And then, you know, then you don't have to take things personally because they can't, they literally can't offend you. Yeah. It's, uh, it's interesting. I'm just, I'm applying it to different things. So is there any other area of your life outside of, um, the anger, like not anger, but temper that you see that, that in? <clears throat> like shadow parts of myself? Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, definitely. I yeah. mean, you know, I think, um, I, I think probably the temper is the worst one. Right. You know, but um, there's... I've, I've done a lot of work. So like, to me, I think like, there's a lot of, um, there are pieces, but, but to me, like, um, a lot of the pieces that are left, uh, in a, in a way, <laughs> some of them I'm not even working on anymore because like, I'm kind of like, I'm good there. Like yeah. I've, I've done a lot of work on those. Yeah. And it's made and yeah, it, but but like I know I can be like that to some degree. Um, that might be considered like, for instance, like when I was younger, I would manipulate arguments and always be right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that was pointed out to me in high school and I started working on it. And then when I got sober and woke up spiritually, I put a lot more work into it. And then so I'm at a place now where I don't feel like I'm like that 90% of the time. Right. You know, like, I, I think like, you know, I think I'm very open to other people's perspectives. Um, I think, you know, all this stuff. So I, I, I think I'm good. Now, yeah. is there 10% of that left over that can come out sometimes? Hell yeah. But yeah. like, I don't mind it because sometimes it serves me. Like sometimes, for example, like sometimes I get this pull to lead into lean into the um, social media BS about some topic that's going on, mm -hmm. you know? So like in the past, like, you know, I, I had a few nudges to, to, to open myself up to controversy with the COVID stuff or, or other issues that were going on. So I would lean in there and now I'll, you know, of course I've got somebody attacking me. Well, I don't like to back down. I still don't like to back down. That's, there's another shadow aspect. I I'm not good at backing down from pretty much anything. Yeah. I'm, just, I'm not good at it. Now I've gotten good enough where like, when there's a fight situation or something, I mean, I'm older. I'm, I've been living spiritually for almost 20 years, like, and I've haven't gotten in one fight. So apparently I've curled it back enough where yeah. I'm, I'm functional, you know? So I'm, I'm good. I'm good with most of those places, but, but like, I, I, I like that when, when, like when multiple people are attacking me, Mm -hmm. I like standing up to them. 
Yeah. Because I think a lot of people can't do that. So I, sometimes I like being a voice. I, you know, I, it just happened to me a little while ago. So it was just, I'm not even going to get into it. It was foolish, but, <clears throat> but I just said something innocently and I had all these people, not in the spiritual community, people that didn't know me attacking me mm. like ridiculously, like calling me a baby for whining and stuff like this when I which was not what I was doing in any way, shape or form. Yeah. And and I, I was getting attacked all over the place from all different angles. And I stood up to every one of them. Mm-hmm. And I was just, but I like that about myself. I'm I like that I'm capable of it. Yeah. So some people would, you know, so some people would be like, oh, that's a shadow part. Like you're, you know, you you can't back down. Like sometimes I don't want to back down. Yeah, it's my choice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I chose and to like, do that. I chose to do that. And I know that there's an unconscious push going, go get him, Glenn. Get him, Glenn. Get him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, there's that shadow side going, man, let me breathe. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, come on up. You want to play for a little while? Come on up. Go get these guys. And then all of a sudden it's like, you know? Yeah. It's like, so I, you know, like, I think that that, I, I think we have to be in control of our actions, you know? So yeah. I think the shadow parts of myself, I think I've gotten better at one accepting that I'm not perfect and that sometimes they're going to come out sideways. But yeah. then it, if I'm mostly in control of my own behavior, sometimes those shadow parts are really helpful. You know, sometimes it's good to, if you're in a particular situation to be able to to bring up a certain aspect of your personality to get yeah. yourself through something or to make sure you stay safe. Yeah, I could. Yeah, it serves in some purpose, just not in your daily day to day, you know, special. Right. Service. And and I think that that is really a lot of our shadow. And I think that that's why it's better to accept it as opposed to demolish it or fight it or yeah, not, not yeah. Pretend it's not there and, and all that stuff. It's, it's, it's like, no, it's, it's okay that it's there. You know, it probably saved your ass immensely when you were younger. Right. You know, it served its purpose. Mm -hmm. And now, yes, you can, you know, you you don't want to have it controlling your behavior. You want to choose your behavior. You want to live consciously. Yeah. No, it's uh, interesting what you said, uh, because I feel like from my personal experience, like I bully myself. Like, it's weird. It's like, it's like, because all I we all do that we're bringing this up. It's so relevant, but um, like, I've just had a lot of changes like in my lifestyle and like my work and just, you know, a lot of big changes. And so like things that typically would not trigger me, I'm finding like are triggering me in certain areas. And, uh, and I'll like deny it's triggering me. I'll be like, no, <laughs> like literally I'll just like convince myself I'm not triggered when I'm triggered. It's the craziest thing. And then, you know, we all do it. Yeah. And then it's almost like if I can convince myself I'm not, and then I just ignore it, then I win. And if I lose, it's when I just act on a dime and I, you know, it, it comes out in however way it comes out, you know? And, and then I'm like, 
well, are you, are you that spiritual? If like you can be triggered and you flip and it turns into this like thing and then victim and like, it's like this whole um, domino effect. Uh, Welcome. I guess it's just resistance, right? It's just lack of acceptance. Like I don't. Yeah. Lack of acceptance. Um, also like unrealistic expectations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You to know, be yeah, that was my, that was, that was, well, that was one of my, I, I kind of call it my ego's last stand, but I don't mean it in the way that I have no ego left. I do. But it was really, I think, the last time my ego had a consistent hold on me. Mm-hmm. And that was when it was, it was about a year. Yeah, I was in about a year cycle. You know, because the ego has cycles and a lot of them are shorter, but like I had, I had a year cycle, my ego, like I, I had gotten in control of my behavior enough where my ego can control my day-to-day activities and, and the, and the shorter cycles I had taken care of them. So it just got really patient Mm. (laughs) and, and it was, and it would go for the full Monty. It would be like, Okay, we're gonna oh, wait, wow. wait, wait. No, and and I'd be feeling good about myself and everything. And then all of a sudden, around December, January, it would just drill me. It would take every insecurity that every experience throughout the whole year, um, just everything, and just shove it right down my throat and just be like, "See, you're really not that spiritual." Mm-hmm. And by then, I had just started life coaching. That was like my first year life coaching. So. That that it was it was beautiful. Foundation, yeah. My 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 ego was like, what are you thinking? Mm. You're going to be a life coach now. So as if you're not a hypocrite enough talking spiritually to people on a daily basis. Now you have the audacity to go call yourself a life coach and make a living doing this when you can't even do it yourself. Yeah. It was hard, man. It hurt, you know? And so I would see that cycle. And after about the second or third year, like I I had worked through some other stuff that like, I think, I think it probably was going on for about three years. It was intensifying. And the last year I think was, was the first year that I started life coaching. Mm. And uh, I was talking to somebody I was ta- I had a life coach at the time I was talking to my life coach and they're like, I was like, you know, I haven't made any progress on the same as where I was and all this stuff. And, and they were like, that's not true. That's mm. not true. And they helped me see the truth. They helped me see the progress. They helped me see what I had done. And they helped me understand that it was my ego talking. And that, mm. uh, you know, and nobody is perfect and, and put things back into perspective and stuff. And it was really helpful. And it's the, it's that self-judgment, man. It's, yeah. it's I mean, I've worked on, I've had like two, maybe even three, like kind of um, leaps in spiritual growth. I mean, I've had more than that, but, but two or three that were specifically derivative of self-judgment. Hmm. it's such it holds us back so much it so really much yeah. from our spiritual growth and mm-hmm. it's like i just 
kind of puddle jumped a little bit more just like a like I don't know, a year ago, maybe within the last year. And it was something about my understanding around anger just being another aspect of fight or flight. Because even though I'd done some shadow work on that, like once I got the clarity on like, okay, it's just fight, flight, or freeze. And I tried flee or freeze and they didn't work. So I went to fight, even though I didn't want to. And it served me for a long time. And, and yes, of course, I'm not going to run around punching people in the head, but that doesn't mean that like, I don't have anger. That doesn't mean I don't want to sometimes, (laughs) you know, it doesn't mean that that thought doesn't cross my mind. Like, 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 just just because I don't act on my triggers doesn't mean it's just, but but I'm not acting on it. It doesn't mean I'm a bad person. I think that's like a big misunderstanding too with like spirituality. Like I see that a lot, Um, you know, in my life, like people I interact with and and it's just funny, like the misconception that people will have, they're like, you're just never triggered and you're not, you know what I mean? And it's like, no, it's actually, I just don't react uh, or I try not to react, but all those same emotions come up. It's just how we deal with them. That's what you see. You don't see what goes on. (laughs) Right. And that's, you know, and, and I mean, and there's certain aspects of it, like the, the, the more, the more we grow, like, like you can't, you can't not get triggered. That's like, don't think of the color red. So you yeah. can't be like, I'm never going to get triggered. I'm, I'm not going to get tri-. like, you can't, that's not even a line of work that you can do. Like you, you know, so, but what you can do is you can work on opening and accepting yourself for as you are, and you can see, you know, when a trigger does come up, you can see if there's some work that you can do to release that trigger. So you don't get triggered again in that situation, but that, but those are like specific triggers. There are also aspects of our personality that, you know, after living, a life filled with rage for almost 35 years. Yeah. There's some rage in me. <laughs> like, you know, so if I, if I lose my temper and like, I'm not going to go like physically do anything, but like, if I, I, like I lost my temper and yelled before at somebody. Yeah. Like that's, and for me, that's, that's hard because it, it's like what, you know, because of the perception of me that I have and what I'm supposed to be. So when it's like, okay, like, yeah, of course, Glenn, try not to let that happen. But, but I mean, it should, you know, you never lashing out verbally is like somebody never freezing or walking out of a room when it's uncomfortable. Yeah. Ever. Not even once. Yeah. Unrealistic. So, right. So it's like, okay, so probably for the rest of my life, there are, there's a good chance that there's going to be moments for the rest of my life that something happens and I may react what other people would label as inappropriately. Yeah. Right. Okay. I'm good. I'm good with that. Yeah. 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 So it's the, you know, the self-assuredness and the self-acceptance and the non-judgment, that's all internal work that we can do for ourselves. Mm -hmm. And as we do that, by proxy, we just automatically don't take things personally. 
right if we've already accepted those things about ourselves then, we're then not they're not a weapon people uh, can use against us yeah yeah it's like yeah i know what i am so what yeah what now oh well you 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 lashed out yeah yeah still human yeah if you prick me i bleed i <laughs> i this to myself the other day okay like still yeah. human all right. Yeah. So, so, yeah. 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 So I think the, you know, I think big shock, um, you know, the topic was kind of supposed to be don't take things personally, which almost implies other people, but it's always about us. That's yeah. the empowerment piece. Yeah. You know, that's the, it, it's always about us. Why don't, you know, so, so to touch on the other angle a little bit is whatever, like, so the, the same thing we discussed about what's going on in us mm -hmm. is going on inside everybody else. Yeah. And when they react, so, <clears throat> so like I was just talking, like if I, tr if I get triggered, I might lash out and behave in a way that's inappropriate that other people would deem inappropriate. So like, so if I behave in a way that's inappropriate, does that mean it's somebody else's fault? No, it means it's my fault. Right. It's my fault. Now, now I can choose to work on that. I can choose to accept it. I can choose to do both, accept mm -hmm. that it's part of me, but still do some work on it. Like, but, but whatever, it's all about me because mm -hmm. it's my stuff. Yeah. And so is when somebody else behaves inappropriately. You know, That's when true. somebody else behaves inappropriately, it's about them. It's about if, if I lash out, that's my inability to process my emotions without lashing out. Right. So if somebody else lashes out, that's their inability to process their emotions without lashing out. Right. So therefore, we shouldn't take it personally when someone lashes right. out. Because it's about them. It's about their inability. It's about their, you know, like I, I taught my son this, you know, when, when he was little, it was actually right after he moved in with me, he would, he, he, it was, uh, well, it was, it was April. It was actually 10 years ago, April 16th or 17th. Mm -hmm. Um, I just saw a memory pop up, uh, but so, so like then the warm weather came, the summer came and he was running out and slamming the screen door. So the next time he came in, I stopped him and I go, wait, wait, wait. Listen, when you're leaving, just take a minute. The cat is trying to get out and you, the door is going to slam right on it. You're going to hurt the cat or you're going to bust the door. So just you come in, just take a moment as you go out the door to make sure the cat's not in the way and just shut the door. Mm -hmm. Then you can run like a maniac. Right. You know, and he's like, and I just stopped him and got his attention first explained it to him and then he was like oh okay all right and then can i go yeah boom gone so i was thinking about that and i remembered he had gotten yelled at somewhere else for the same thing mm -hmm. and i was like oh look at that i like i happen to be in control of my emotions that day right so so I used it as a learning example. So I said, hey, listen, I says, you remember when your mom yelled at you for slamming the screen door? You were telling me about that. Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah. 
I go, did you see how you were doing the exact same thing at my house, but you got a different reaction? Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah. I go, okay, this is why, this is what I want you to learn. When people yell at you, it's not about you because the stimuli was the same. Mm. There was you and slamming a screen door, which was your action. You did that in two different places, but it was still you and it was still the exact same action. But yet you got two different reactions out of it. Mm. So therefore it can't be you. Right. Right. (laughs) You know, because the stimuli was the same, but you got two different responses. So therefore it's impossible to be you. It can't be your fault. Yeah. Yeah. Because you did the same thing in both situations. Yeah, so, you were a common denominator. This is all right. that, and and you know whatever he's receptive to. Obviously, uh, when we get yelled at, you know it's that defensiveness, um, and it's like you don't learn much when you're defensive. So, right, and you feel bad about yourself. Yeah, like you did something wrong. Yeah, you know. So, but, or you were stupid. You should have known not to do that, or whatever. You know. So, right. like that internal dialogue was what I was trying to stop. Like, Mm. it's not about you. It's about the other person. You're not bad. Just because somebody looks at you and says you're bad. Doesn't mean. It doesn't mean you're bad. That means that they don't have any other words to handle the situation. Uh That's what it means, you know? And then, like, I I tried not to demonize his mother, you know? (laughs) But in that case, it was just such a good learning opportunity, right? Yeah. but, But I, but I... I don't think that he he would learn his lessons. It wasn't just about not demonizing his mother. It was about him learning the lesson. And I wanted him to learn the lesson fully. So I felt that me falling short was a good opportunity to teach him. So like, so, so your mother was incapable of handling that situation in that particular instance. I said, now, do you remember me a couple of weeks ago when I was yelling at you for whatever. And he said, yeah, I said, okay, that was me. That was my fault. Yeah. I, in that situation, I was incapable of handling my emotions and finding the proper words or ways to express my frustration or what was happening in that situation. I wasn't, I was incapable of handling it in an appropriate way. Hmm. It happens to all of us, you know, yeah. but it's not your fault. Right. It's, now, it, it doesn't mean that you're, you know, like, see, the confusing part is like, well, it's me and I slam the door. It's like, yes, you slam the door. You shouldn't slam a door, but it doesn't mean you're bad. Right. See, bad creates shame that we stuff and becomes our self-esteem that's lacking and lack of self-love and all that stuff. So it's like, it's no, you can still learn to not slam the door without thinking that you're bad for slamming the door. Those are two different things, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. So when we're not taking things personally, it's like, it doesn't mean that there isn't something for you to learn in that. If somebody comes at you and says, you shouldn't be doing this. Maybe you shouldn't be doing that. Right. But it doesn't you know? mean you overall are bad and should feel shame for it. You right. Know? It doesn't mean you're stupid. It doesn't mean you're bad. It doesn't mean you're shameful. It doesn't, it doesn't mean any of that stuff. Yeah. And sometimes there isn't even anything to learn. Sometimes 
you know, they just deem it appropriate, inappropriate, and you deem it appropriate. So sometimes, you know, that's, it it can go either way. Sometimes there is something for you to learn. Sometimes there isn't something for you to learn. Um, And you can pick and choose whatever that is. But the main thing is don't take it personally. Don't, you know, it's not about you. It's about them being incapable of handling the situation appropriately. That's all. It just all wound up. And, and I mean, look at people, (laughs) look at people when they're lashing out at other people. Do they look like they're in control of themselves? No. 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 They're completely out of their minds. So yeah. it's like to, to think that it's not about you, it's like, of course, they've got all kinds of inner turmoil going on from growing up in a dysfunctional society and God knows what other experiences they've had. They've got all that bubbling up inside of them. And, you know, and then all of a sudden you happen to, to open the little gateway of all the crap that they stuffed. Yeah. And all of that, you know, this is, this is how it's like when couples are fighting, it's like, you know, it's, I try to explain to them, like, you guys will listen to me if I'm doing couples counseling, like you guys will listen to me more than you listen to your spouse, because it's like anything they do is going to trigger you and go, because you get all this pent up stuff. Right. You know, Whereas I can say stuff and it doesn't trigger that. Right. It's all about how personally you're taking it and they're taking it a lot more personal from a spouse or someone that's close to them versus, you know, a life coach that you're here to learn from. So like your defenses are kind of down. You'd hope. Right. They're expecting that they're expecting to get advice from me. Right. But when the last thing they want is advice from somebody they're irritated with. (laughs) <laughs> very true yeah. very true yeah like i'm pissed I, off the last I, thing i want is your I, input we're like what <laughs> what yeah, <laughs> yeah. you me. left the toilet seat up it's yeah. like you yeah. just you just right. threw six dishes and kicked me out of the house <laughs> because of a toilet seat you yeah. think maybe the emotional response was incongruent with the activity that just happened Right. Did the punishment fit the crime? Yeah, I think we might be a little out of balance, you know, but that's what happens when when that little when we stuff our emotions, then that gateway opens up. It's, you know, and this is why people overreact to situations and and lash out. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, when the what I try to do, like if if somebody's coming at me. Like, I don't care if it's a personal attack or if it's a general attack, whatever. I don't like being attacked. So, like, like I'm just kind of, I make it about me. It's just like, nah, I, I don't work well with this. Like, we'll, we're going to have to find another way to communicate. Or let's talk again later when we calm down. It's cool. Yeah. Yeah, because it's just the whole yelling thing. If you keep yelling, I'm going to start yelling back. Mm-hmm. And it, you think it's ugly now, it's going to get way worse really fast. So why don't we just stop it now? Yeah. Like, Revisit you know. this at a yeah. less triggered time. Yeah. Just disconnect from the situation. And mm-hmm. I think, so yeah, we got to wrap it up, but I'll, you know, I'll, we do not, this does not taking things personally does not mean we have to put up with poor behavior. We can still set boundaries. Yeah. Boundaries are there to 
to make sure other people treat us the way that we want to be treated, mm-hmm. you know? So it's not just because we're not taking personal things personally. That's what like martyrs will do. They'll, they'll, you know, they'll come in and be like, Oh, my boss like called me a jackass 14 times yesterday. And they're like, are you, you let him talk to you like that. Oh, I don't take it personally. It's like, yeah, that's inappropriate though. You should be setting a boundary. Yeah. It's cool that you're not taking it, which they yeah. probably I mean, come yeah, on. I was about to say the fact that we're even discussing it, I guess, means that you uh, you're something. Oh, there. Something. There's, there's something. There's something wrong. Something. You know, low self esteem. Whatever is allowing that treatment. Yeah. Must you're be thinking stopped. Thinking about it. You're thinking about it. It's you're not so, unbothered. It's not a non-issue. Um, right. So boundaries, you can boundaries are still. You know, it's two different things. Like. You, you don't have the not don't take things personally means don't take it on yourself. Don't let your feelings get hurt. Understand it's about them. It's not about you and all yeah. that stuff. That that's one aspect of it. Then that next aspect is, is if somebody's treating you inappropriately, then you need to set boundaries to stop them from treating you inappropriately. Mm-hmm. You know, those are two different things. It's not like you can just walk around allowing people to crap all over you because you don't take it personally. Screw that. Because right. <laughs> yeah. it's going to beat the crap out of your self esteem. Yeah, it'll yeah, it'll beat you yeah. down eventually. All right, Ooh. that's it. We're out of time. Got to end quick. All right. <laughs> All right. Thanks for uh, listening, everybody. We'll talk with you soon. All righty. Looking for more? Check out over two hundred episodes of Life Lessons and Laughter, or click the link in the description of this episode to connect with Glenn directly. 